0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: This is Episode 68. I am so happy that you're here, and thank you for joining my show, your coach, Helen Yuskovic. I am on a worldwide mission to help people get confident in putting themselves first because I used to put myself second my whole life and because of that I experienced every unhealthy relationship possible. An unhealthy relationship with myself, my health, my wealth, my intimate relationships, my family, my friends and my career. I'm now living in an abundance that I used to just dream about. So I want to pave the way for you too. It's time, guys. It's time that you live in the life of your dreams as well. So let's take a step towards that right now. Here's subscribe to my podcast on your app now so that you always tune in to my new episodes. Welcome back to the show. I have a special guest here today, the lovely Kate. Kate who is the most amazing, sustainable, cleaning lady that I know. And, Kate, thank you for your time today on the show. I'm going to hand over the microphone to you. Can you tell my listeners
0: all about you, who you are, why you are who you are, and how you got here? Thank you. Thanks so much. Look, as long as you don't call me Sadie, the cleaning lady, I'll be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sustainability... Kate, Kate, the greenie, basically. I, I ran general. for yeah, I ran for council a number of years ago because I thought I wanted to bring in, I wanted to be an influencer and bring in um, green practices in schools. I was already helping with school gardens and sustainability there, but I thought I thought I could make a difference into politics. And and um, what I learnt was that I was good at the doing the doing, but not good at the politics. Ah. but <laughs> funny that. But um, so that, that put me on a public um, sphere to do, to do more green stuff. I was already doing a lot of green stuff. My whole life has been about doing things with, limit, with limited impact on the planet, so walking lightly, that kind mm-hmm. of um, stuff. Um, so doing that meant that uh, when, when I found a product that worked for me, I was able to embrace it and go, yeah, that actually fits philosophically. So, yeah, I'm Kate the Greenie. I've got an organic garden (laughs) with permaculture principles and chickens and, you know, I I love what I do and I I come from a health background so Mm -hmm. I feel that um, everything is now working well at this time of my life. It's all coming together.
1: You just said a really big word, permaculture. Ah. What is that?
0: Well, it's something that I'm still learning about. I thought it was a permanent culture in the garden. So a place like I've got rhubarb and I've got asparagus and they're permanent fixtures in my garden and lots of fruit trees.
1: You are the first person I know that has
0: had asparagus. Oh, really? Yes, and rhubarb. And rhubarb, yeah, and lots of trees. But uh, that's what I thought permaculture was, a permanent cultural aspect in your garden. But permaculture, and I'm learning, I'm doing the course now, is much more an ecological approach to life. So it's about sustainability, which is about um, having that light footprint on the planet and having a plan and having a discussion about how we can influence people's behaviours.
1: When did this become your passion? Because this has just been my journey for probably the last mm, five years.
0: It started with my great grandparents in Coonabarabran (laughs) a long time ago they they were the ones who there was very little water and very little resources when you had 12 children right so they would fix everything from scratch they had very little but they were they grew grew things for themselves so they were sustainable self-reliant they saved every single scaric of water they could so you had a bath in the big bath that they heated up the kettle on the fire not electric one uh, and the dirtiest person had the last bath. So the cleanest <laughs> and the littlest kids had the first bath and then the workers had the last. Because it was the same water. It was the same water, yeah. Water's scarce, it's precious. And then and then that water was bucketed out onto the veggie patch. So, yeah. Um, that's that's where my my journey started can i ask what year was that like what what era are we talking well i was i'm 60 so Mm -hmm. we're talking about um mid 60s
1: that is so interesting because a lot of people listening will just think you had a bath in the water of other people not just one other person
0: possibly 12. (laughs)
1: this is and we are so lucky yeah you know it's just it really really when i just think about it really helps shift my perspective into one of gratitude um into how
0: lucky we are and just how can you save a little bit more water oh look what one of my um clients my neo client said to me she said kate i think about you every day and i go oh yeah what what do you think and she goes well she said, I remember you saying turn off the tap when you clean your teeth. So just one little simple thing and four years later she reminded me recently that she still does it and every time she does it and she's taught her children she's, she thinks of me because she thinks about the environment.
1: That's so interesting. I might be a greenie more than I think. You
0: probably are.
1: I started turning the tap off with my teeth, with brushing my teeth from high school
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah, because I thought, oh my gosh, what's this water running for? Yeah,
0: yeah, so when you when I um get the water out because I'm gonna have a shower, so I catch that water that's as it's cool and warming into a jug or into the kettle or into a saucepan and use it. it's fresh potable water, so use it for something. You are full of tips oh yeah, you <laughs> it's need crazy, to create
1: Kate, the greenies. <laughs> Tips podcast show?
0: Uh, Well, I'm thinking about it actually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would love to listen to these sorts of tips. Can you, for the listeners listening, explain what sustainability means? People might just be like, what are these two talking
0: about right now? Well, sustainability is a theory and it's a concept. So it's For me, it's about the practical application of that concept. So the concept is, and I've got it written down, Mm -hmm. is maintaining an ecological balance in a world that is out of balance. So how do we do that? How do we walk lightly? How do we minimise waste? How do we impact on the health and the life of not only our little community and our family but bigger community? Every little thing helps. Yeah, it does. And when people say, "Oh, you're just a cleaning, you're just a cleaning lady or just someone who sells a product," I go, "Maybe I need to talk to you more about the bigger picture because that is just a little picture of the journey."
1: Yeah. Kate introduced me to these really cool cleaning products which we'll talk about and they're sustainable, cute, lovely, and they help the earth. But before we go on, Kate, it's time for your first curveball. Are you ready to play? Okay.
0: Sock it to me, babe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is something that most people don't know about you?
0: I think that most people wouldn't know, and this is this is you asked this question, <laughs> is that one of the reasons why I find it really hard to leave to leave things is is my attachment to the land. Mm. And on this land is a child's ashes, a grandfather's ashes, and a great grandfather's tree I planted from his the great grandfather's talking about before. From his orchard and my great-grandmother's rose so i i have lots of attachments
1: (laughs) wow can you talk about the importance of being sustainable of sustainability and maybe some other simple things that people could be doing why is sustainability important
0: yeah okay so i'll give you a statistics 99 percent right, 99% of what we purchase in the shops, online, whatever, goes to landfill within six months.
1: Even now, today?
0: E- yes, every day, every day. This is a global statistic. 99% of everything we purchase goes into landfill. So you, when you shop around for that $5 T-shirt and you wear it once and chuck it out or when you buy products that are single-use, and you chuck it out, uh, when you, you know, don't recycle and upcycle products, what happens to all of that? It just goes to landfill. Mm. And it's so much waste. And, you know, some of that waste is actually toxic to our environment as well, seeps into the groundwater.
1: Why is that bad that we throw things into landfill? Some people might be listening thinking, what's the big deal?
0: Okay. Okay. The big deal for me is it takes a lot of resources to produce something. So I I grow most of my own veggies from scratch, from seed. I know it takes time, energy, water and resources. Mm. And I know that every single product takes time, resources, so whether that be water, raw materials, it takes someone's labour. It may or may not have... um, products in it that's reusable like you know gold and silver and cadmium and stuff like that in phones Mm. but when we throw it away we've thrown away all of that embedded energy that has been used and then discarded so imagine if that energy was contained within our environment and we reused it or upcycled it we would get so much more value out of it
1: yeah I think it really is important to make a conscious decision before you throw something away. Can I do something else with this? Just one simple conscious moment can change everything. I haven't bought wrapping paper for so many years (laughs) because I keep everything that I receive and I keep newspapers too. So I just, love using everything and I think everyone now expects it from me (laughs) I it's so nice it's cheaper yeah Yeah. as well like you save money from
0: doing these sorts of things completely and you know I if I if I've got some lovely wrapping paper say mum's giving me some uh, a nice gift in some wrapping paper I, I will always re-gift that wrapping t- paper when I came back to her because she valued it and gave it to me. And we mm. laugh about this and it goes round and around. Yeah. You can wrap gifts in, in products that you can reuse again and a- again. So that's a tea towel. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you
1: about a company that I've been loving all of in June that's so clever yeah So, as I mentioned Kate has these sustainable products cleaning products and she just held up a tea towel and she's saying that we can wrap the gifts in that tea towel so then they don't have to throw anything away
0: yeah and that's yeah. made out of bamboo, and bamboo, as you know, is compostable. That's another thing that's close to my heart. Mm. So no no organic waste goes off my premises. It's all composted or reused in my garden. So that, at the end of its life, goes into the compost. The tea towel. The yeah. tea towel, yeah.
1: yeah. Any other simple tips that you might think that just – the normal listener might not be doing that they should be doing?
0: Well, really easy things like catching the water in your bucket when you're having a shower and flushing the loo with it. So, again, you know, water in Australia is one of our most valuable resources. I don't care what the pollies say about coal. Mm -hmm. I think water is one of the most valuable resources and if we don't waste it, the, the water that we get from the tap is drinkable water, the water from the shower Maybe not quite so drinkable, but definitely flushable, great for watering your potted plants.
1: That's so amazing. And you mentioned composting before. Can you explain how you compost? How can people start to compost that aren't?
0: What I do, and I have the local area, just the local streets, bring me their um, fruit and veggies scraps on a daily basis So with my fruit and veggie scraps, put them in, I've got three large one cubic metre compost heaps and that is a a process where the heat that's generated, have you ever been past a, um, uh, you know, the council pickup and they've got, yeah, and you can see the steam coming out of it? Yeah. So that steam is the heat that's combusting in there and breaking down all the organics. Mm. And so once I layer the fresh organics with some waste paper that I've got from the shop or wherever I've got it from your newspapers, um, chicken manure. And then I start all that layering process and then I water it over over a few months and that just breaks down and becomes the most beautiful soil, topsoil, which I then put on the garden. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it really, really is. I love it. I love it. It's a whole system, you see, and it all, it all works together.
1: And your neighbours do that because you
0: told them and they don't compost already? Is that what happened? Oh, see, lots of people don't want to manage their, their scraps, would rather let me manage it for them, and <laughs> then and then I'll give them produce from the garden, so, you know, pumpkins or whatever's in season. Um, what about us that don't have you on our street? Well, you've got green bins that the council will compost your waste mostly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah
1: well we don't have green bins here you might need to lobby the council if you don't have them none of our street does oh really
0: Mm. high-rise buildings have a struggle with composting because it's the large amount the large quantity um you know they're the kinds of things i would have liked to have been able to to lobby and do more on but i just don't have the Mm. stomach for um politics yeah, I'd love to chat about that next. But
1: <laughs> it is time for your second
0: curveball. Are you ready to play?
1: <sighs> okay. What is your favorite form of self-care?
0: That, that's actually really easy because I, ha- I have a practice I do every day in the morning. I have a, a, a meditation about gratitude. I love that. So, yeah. I have a gratitude meditation as
1: well, which I mm-hmm. love doing. I love that you said that. now Kate I am also a clean freak (laughs) and I used to be a cleaner myself can you talk about chemicals in products and any effects that they might be having on us
0: yes I can do that and it's it is quite shocking what we what we bring into our home and what we purchase and what's in it and a, a lot of so just to just to go go back a step. So have you ever bought a new car? You know what the new car smell is? Yeah, what is that smell? What is that smell, right? Now that's called off-gassing. Mm-hmm. So volatile organic compounds, VOCs, off-gas. And a lot of those volatile organic compounds are made of formaldehyde and lots of nasties. Wow. So when you bring something new into your home or you paint your home or you, you know, buy new furniture, inevitably there will be that new product smell. Okay. So some of the cleaning products we bring into our home, um, you know, can obviously they, they're a very strong smell. Often, often the strong smells are warnings. Um, but sometimes the fresh smells are warnings. Anything that isn't a natural smell, means that it is releasing volatile organic compounds so if it makes you if you have to evacuate the house because it stinks or you can't get into that car without opening up the doors and windows before you get in it you know that you're being impacted upon by what is released by our manufacturing basically
1: Yeah. what effects could that be having on us
0: yeah well that's actually not too hard to answer because Obviously, if you have to evacuate the bathroom because you've used a strong chemical in the bathroom, and that's classically what people use, you could have asthma, itchy eyes, skin irritations, that's pretty common. People, when they can move into a new home, can have headaches, and they just don't know why they've got headaches. But we have homes that are now built much better than they used to be. So they're shut up. So there's no, not many air leaks and that means that the indoor air quality can be quite poor. So what I say to people is open up your house, let the fresh air in because 80 to 90% of the time we spend in our home, that's where we're going to be affected by anything we're bringing in, any of those chemicals.
1: So important to have great air quality, indoor health, as we call it. Um, That's a very valid point that you bring because I, when I'm in big smells and when I was a cleaner, I hated some of the things that I used to smell and I would just run away, go outside as quick as I could to avoid smelling because I, you can just tell that you're breathing in these chemicals and then you're taking that into your organs, into your bloodstream. In, who knows what's happening internally with all of these chemicals that you're inhaling? And
0: We do know some of the side effects. So some of the chemicals have phthalates in them, P-T-H-Y-L-A-T-E-S, okay, and they are metabolic disruptors and they can reduce men's fertility. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's, that's some of the ones we know about chemicals is another whole political area where it's really unregulated in australia so we know about the chemicals the pesticides that people are using on the land and we know we need to wash our veggies but what about what's in the bottles that we bring into our homes what's in the fly spray i mean i freak out when someone puts Mm -hmm. mozzie spray around i'm going i don't want to get poisoned you know what you know it's it's quite freaky you're like that too sometimes i just yeah yeah it's time to get those covid masks out again
1: i just put my shirt on top of my nose guys because sometimes in a room where someone sprays things i just sort of like cover my nose with my t-shirt so i can breathe yeah i'd rather breathe my own odor
0: completely yeah
1: it's time for your third curveball kate are you ready to play okay what was your last Random act of kindness. You can't say the neighbours
0: and composting because we know that. Oh no, there is a neighbours one though. Because I was walking past the neighbours the other day, and I and I just yelled out to him. I said, "Hey, do you want any lemons?" And he says, "Only if you take some lemon jam." And I go, "Okay, that's a good deal." Your street sounds so beautiful. It's good. It's a lovely area to live in. We're very blessed. Very. I blessed.
1: love that. What can people do, Kate, to keep their environments clean, chemical-free?
0: Well, of course, you know I'm going to say they need to use Enyo, okay? Can you
1: just quickly talk about this product?
0: Okay. It's a fibre technology product, so high-tech, high high-spec, designed in Austria, as, and as we know, those Germanic areas are into perfection. And it was designed to mop up a spill of oil on a lake, so it was designed because there was an environmental need for it. So it is—it is, is a plastic. It's a high-grade plastic, and people go, "How can you sell something plastic? Kate, surely that's bad." And I go, "It's better to use a high-grade plastic that lasts three years and then gets upcycled at the end of its life into another product than to use many, many, many more single-use items." And it works. There's cloths or fibres, whatever you want to call them, for every room in your house because and our skin because all of of those surfaces are slightly different. What I'll do
1: is I'll put a link up in the show notes to your goodness so that people can actually have a visual of what you're talking about. Nice. They're really cool products, guys. I can't wait to use mine. It's so funny. Every time I throw something in the bin, I always just feel a little bit bad. Mm. And this is, again, another simple thing that we could be doing because, as you said, I'm just blown away by that statistic. 99% of the
0: things that we buy end up in landfill in six months. So we are a consumerist society that has very little will to make, make any difference and no effort. And the government doesn't have much will to do anything different either
1: everyone needs a kate the greenie oh. the <laughs> kate before we wrap up
0: the show is there anything you would like
1: to share to the listeners
0: i'd like to share this permaculture principle that i got the other day people don't know where to start their journey so start where you are use what you have do what you can Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I loved it too.
1: Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I really appreciate your time today. I might have to get you also back on the show to talk about other things like composting. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> you can. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Kate. Okay. Thanks, Helen.